Hey there, we finally made it. This here is the final episode of Book 3, and thus the end of the first half of the Iron Gods Adventure Path with Pot Against the Machine. If you're listening to this on the day of release, we're going to be live on twitch.tv slash machine at 8.15 Eastern tomorrow, November 2nd, doing a giant size machine learning live. We're going to be getting into the guts of the Choking Tower, and this book has been rough on our heroes, so there's a lot to talk about. Send in your questions via our Discord, or to potagainstthemachine at gmail.com, or join us live and send them in via the Twitch chat. We're really excited to get back together for one of these. It's been entirely too long, and it was a blast the last time we did it. We hope to see you there. In other news, since things got so brutal in Book 3, we're opening up our Sky Metal dedications to the $2 tier and up on our Patreon. Any subscriber can submit as many as they want, in addition to getting access to Foul and Fair, our Gothic Fae audio thriller, plus all the other benefits. The general idea is that having more dedications is going to force me to give more Sky Medals to our heroes and maybe keep them alive just a little bit longer. Your support has enabled us to get our website rebuilt, the final product is coming soon, and get some amazing character art over these past few months, and we're hoping to get those episode transcripts put together for the entire backlog of episodes. It's a huge job that gets bigger literally every week, but we know with your support that we can actually get the job done. I'm going to be on the next arc of STF and Friends over at the Strange Table Fellows Twitch and on their Patreon feed. Uh, that one is going to be starting November 27th. Uh, we're going to be playing Traveler, and we've got an absolute murderer's row of players for what's going to prove to be a space disaster of epic proportions. I'm talking Adam from Strange Table Fellows is running it, and we have Emily from STF playing along with Tyler from MinMax and Steve from Hideous Laughter. Of course, me. Uh, so <laughs> I think that is going to be amazing. I'm super excited to play. Hope to see you all there on the 27th and also tomorrow on Twitch. That's all I've got. Thanks again for listening, for following us through three books already and almost three years of this journey. What comes next is it's going to be a little different. This is Pot Against the Machine. against the machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play that doesn't end until everyone is crying. I'm your host, and here's everyone. <laughs> Hello. We're sad. <laughs> yep. Well, no one's allowed to be sad anymore. We finished it last week. Yeah, that's how mourning works. That was a whole week ago. Can you imagine how difficult emotionally it would be if we had to record this like right it's after so such a sad episode? Why would anyone do something like that to themselves? Inhumane. Good thing we're professionals. So Maybe someone would do it because they have a loving community filled with people that they deeply enjoy and hyperfixate on. Like Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, Corey. Hey. Yeah, we're bringing that back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Last week, uh, we had a, a real light episode. First, um, Alwyn and Mylon Radley contemplated the meaning of life, death, the nature of divinity, and reality itself. No big whoop. And then Kira had um, some tender family moments that were totally not fraught with a lot of, you know, just growing despair and intense sadness. After which, uh, Brixby kind of gathered up a funeral for our dearly departed friend Asher, which um, started small and grew into a most of the town affair. And, um, no, we, we said goodbye to Asher. And um, we said goodbye to that day in Torch and to level 10, as at the end of the episode, everybody leveled up. Yay. <laughs> so um maybe before we get into all our high energy and very you know funny antics we should start with the level up sequence um it might be a little bit shorter than usual because there's only three but um who would like to go first i have nothing exciting to introduce i can go first all right Gonna roll your d6, I assume, for HP. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. That's a seven. Got a ten for you. Ooh, that means I get to take the ten, right? It does indeed. Sweet deal. Anything exciting? Uh, Kira yeah. gets at level eleven. She gets another spell. Um, I just realized I haven't introduced the other spells that she got at level 10. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say this whole thing is just happening at once. Um, she goes to bed sad and angry. She wakes up determined not to let any more people die. And with that, um, learn some new spells that we will see when we get there. All right. Who would like to go next? I'll go next. Um... So it's a weird one because I still have a negative level. So I actually get fifth level spells again. And then when my negative level is removed, <laughs> I just get more fifth level spells. Um, but there may or may not be someone out there who pays enough attention to my class to wonder why I don't use the second best thing being an arcane trickster. The best thing being surprise spells, which allows you to put sneak attack on AOE things at level 10. But... I get a second use of my impromptu sneak attack, which I can declare any attack to be a sneak attack, no matter the nature of that attack, um, which is, you know, pretty substantial. It's 5d6 now. It'll be 6d6 next level. Um, so it's good to hold on to. I get another use of tricky spells, the silent still spell, uh, free meta magic. And yeah, that's, that's really it. Um, this was a... Was this a feat level? Yeah, this was a feat level. Uh, Bricks took greater spell penetration. Not exciting, but the wizards at, or arcane casters out there will understand. It's kind of a necessary thing around the double digits. So yeah, that's uh, that's the level. Uh, uh, what dice? Oh, d6. We stay in arcane trickster. And <laughs> oh, two for me. Uh, I got a five for you. Oh, I love you. Thank you. And how about Alwyn? Quad class time? Uh, 
<laughs> Alowin is uh, sticking with uh, his uh, Mystic Theurge. Uh, this level's an exciting one, as every other level is from this point forward, unless uh, the rest of the cast can convince me to take a different feat. I am going to be taking basically every feat level up the uh, prestigious spellcaster feat, which basically lets me double my spellcaster level for that level up uh, in order to kind of keep up with the spell progression that non-prestige classes have. So I am up to level five spells in both classes now. Uh, I also have uh, the ability to cast uh, Cure Light Wounds Mass, which is nice. Uh, and I can cast now second level spells of one of my classes using the spell slots of the other. Uh, and I am, uh, once again, a d6. Oh. Ooh, I hope you got a good one, because that's a one. Well, I did get better than you, but it's only a two. You'll live forever. <laughs> Halloween needs to continue hiding in the back. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> uh, luckily, the majority of the spells that I picked are ones that don't require me to get... Uh, up close and in fact i took one specifically to kind of help with the ones that do require him to be a little closer um all right well we ended last episode kind of with everyone going to bed for the night um so i don't know if you want to kind of montage things here with um i know there's a bunch you probably want to do in torch while you're here um I guess uh, it's. I'll, I'll throw it to um, all of you. Uh, it's morning. It's the 27th of Rova. Um, where's everybody waking up? What's the plan for the day? This is the morning after the funeral, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Kira's in bed. Did we save any of Asher's gear that we might need, like the Swarm Bane clasp or anything, or did we bury it? Or like the Null Blade? I, I assume... No, we definitely kept the null blade because Asher's new character was probably going to use the null blade at one point. Um, not to like I'm assuming assume we buried that. his guns with him because we wouldn't have taken those. That's yeah, all fifteen awful. guns, just a pile of guns yeah. on his chest. Brixby's holding on to one of Asher's guns. Huh? Oh, like on a know, necklace? I don't know which one. Like as a more like a sentimental thing than it's uh, going to be know. sentimental, but I mean it's also like a thing that even if I take a non-proficiency bonus, it hits at mm -hmm. touch, and yeah. as an arcane trickster True. that is now in the yeah. double digits, that's crazy. <laughs> so like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter, right? But it's also yeah. more than the stylistic like structure system reasons. It's you know it's for Asher, so it might be one yeah, of the tech I mean. guns. Like, we, it might you be don't one loot of the other your friends. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it would only be it would be something that Asher. I mean, that's the one thing is that like yeah. we that's all know I mean, this. Like, the meta is I'm Asher. Not like stuff to sell. I'm more like stuff like that would still be useful to party, like the Null Blade, the Swarmbane clasp. Like as you um, go through like the bag looking for um, stuff that you're parting with, you do find that Asher left his hat in there complete with Cassandalee's letter 
He did tuck it into the bag before he went into the water. That's true. Probably take that with us. Yeah, we have to look at it. Yeah, I mean, somebody's supposed to carry that now. Escher carried it for as long as he could. So I think Kira grabs it and then turns to Brixby. Where are they? Can we say this is the night before? Is that okay? Or we all come together? I imagine we probably all slept in the foundry, right? I, unless Kira stayed at home. Yeah, Kira's home, but like she would come and meet up with everyone after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One way or another, oh, she's oh. got the letter and will turn and hand it to Brixby. Yeah, let's say that's it the next day. The next day. Um, I think we should keep this for when we for when we get her back. You're right. You're right. And uh, big stuff. I think you should hold on to it. And he puts it back in her like massive hand compared to his teensy tiny little paw. You keep things safe. You do. There is just like a look of just absolute faith in Brixby's eyes. Kira doesn't say anything to that. Just um, stares at him for a long time. Like, you see tears in her eyes, but she doesn't say anything, doesn't cry. um, And takes the letter back and puts it in her pocket. I I think if this is happening at the foundry, like if you've met up there at the morning, um, Connor will approach the group uh, in a quiet moment and say, um, if you all are sticking around for a little while, um, there's just someone in town I, I'd like to introduce you to. Who is that? Uh, well, uh, he's a, a, travel, not a traveler who uh, showed up here uh, not too long ago. He's had a, a bit of a rough road, I think. Uh, you might get along. Uh, just... Uh, if you could plan on coming back maybe this evening or this afternoon, I could try to track him down and set it up for you. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak for the rest of the group, uh, but we'll be there. We'll be there, Connor. Yeah, Kira just shrugs. Oh, all right, um... I guess uh, that that's all I had. Uh, feel free to go about your business. I, <laughs> I don't want to uh, keep you any longer than, than I need to. Well, I'll see you later then. Let's buy some we stuff. Can do like a, a very solemn shopping montage. What did you mm-hmm. say the amount was? Seven uh, something? Assuming that we also sell the stuff we had, like we had the tapestries and the tech stuff and mm-hmm. some metal and all kinds of things like that. Uh, selling everything that we had from the tower that we didn't sell in Yadenve yet, we have 24,362 gold pieces. They're flush. Split four ways. Split four ways is uh, 7,023 gold pieces and three each of silver and copper. And I'm assuming we'll set 2,000 of that aside to get the diamond dust for Alwyn to eventually get rid of our two uh, negative levels. So that wasn't removed from that? That was not removed from that yet. So take that out he first. He hasn't purchased. Yeah. So Sorry. take that out. Uh, and so then, then 22, 362. 
All right. Uh, In fact, so I can. I think I can remove that on our. Th- uh, I guess I can from coinage here. So that puts us at uh, fifty-five ninety each. Basically, Brix is going to get a headband of inspired wisdom, and then was trying to figure out what he wanted to do scroll-wise on top of that. So, like, mm-hmm. if we have fifty-five ninety, then I could do basically like one fifth level spell on top of that as a scroll and then maybe something else i'd probably just keep the rest as like loose gold um i was just trying to determine if that was the case because i'm definitely getting the headband and i know we can get it but uh also sam i don't know how do you want to do skills on a headband that you buy because the mental ones give you one. Do you want to like roll on it? Do you want me to just choose one? Um, I think if you're buying it, I think the kind of assumption is that you can, um, yeah, you can probably just choose what the um, skill that goes with it. Cool. I didn't even think about that, but thank you. You are a kind god. Um, <laughs> no. Probably just get one level five. What is everyone else thinking about getting? Well, I. Kira was emotionally compromised by the previous episodes and has not looked at a shopping list yet. Kind of forgets <laughs> that she needs to do that sometimes. It's the wildest thing. I don't even know. Uh, but would be interested in upgrading a chainsaw? Is that a thing that can happen? Oh, you could enchant it. Yeah, you can yeah. upgrade the yeah. enchantment to a plus two. I'm not sure off the top of my head the price, but yeah. Cool. Mm. If that's possible, then she's going to be working on that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm assuming like Connor or somebody else in town can do that. It's a t- it's literally a town of people that <laughs> make weapons and stuff out of sky metal for a living, so I'm sure there's a person in town that can do it. And didn't Vaya had enchanted Asher's yeah. gun, so... She's, I mean, that was from, you know, to plus one, but between yeah. the two of them. And you can give it a property, too, instead of plus two if you want, if we got the money for it. Like, make it, like, uh, like shocking or burning or something. <laughs> Though, honestly, probably just doing the plus two is better, because then it goes through more stuff. I think the one yeah, thing I think that... I'd like to move toward a plus two, if possible. Uh, I'll look up how much that costs. But what about a chainsaw that's literally on fire all the time? <laughs> if only we could, you could make it. Think of the aesthetics. Chainsaw. <laughs> Whoa. There's Oil probably a because there are uh, like that's probably one of the things like bricks could do with his uh, permanency, like cast. Uh, silence on Although the danger to yourselves is not to be understated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you forget it's running. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the problem with silence on myself, I mean, I could cast four spells before I start getting into no vocal components territory. So, um, Well, I didn't know if like you could cast it on the chains, because uh, can't you cast it on an item, and could you then cast permanency on Yeah, that? but then it I would be it... a 30-foot field of silence around. Oh, yeah, yeah, all around then it. I... That's right, because it's a, yeah, I forgot that it's yeah. a... Uh, and permanency actually has like a it. small, like, 
avenue of spells that you could put in there. Like there is some cool stuff. And I couldn't remember if silence was one of them or not. Well, and I can only get one level five spell, um, and it's not going to be permanency. Uh, Just because, Mm -hmm. like you know, unfortunately, we can do that later. But like that's a weird utility (laughs) caster thing, and it's either going to be uh, icy prison. Sorry, Sam. Or it's going to be, uh, oh, Wall of Force. That was the other one. I'm in between Wall of Force and Icy Prison right now. Because I'm pretty sure I have Wall of Stone, which is why I didn't immediately go with Wall of Force. I got to double check that I have that. Anyway. um, But I am definitely getting the headband. Um, That that adds to no matter what to, like, whatever skill you have, right? It's like, that's just the plus the inherent plus two bonus. Okay, cool. For some yeah. reason, Hero Lab wasn't adding it onto the skill I designated. I was thinking for your fifth level spell, Blood Tentacles really feels right at Brixby's Alley. <laughs> well, I mean, there's Black Tentacles, which is a level four mm-hmm. spell that I was literally thinking about picking up that's a little bit more battlefield control and is not going to be sick until I have surprise yeah. spells. So, like, the I was thinking. The only issue with black tentacles is you can't designate who they attack and Kira is always up in the front line and that's the problem so I, I'm, I'm literally I'm, that's why I'm really stuck between icy prison I actually know wall of force already so it's icy prison that's going to be the spell that I take so I am learning icy prison and I'm getting a headband that's going to give me aclo and plus two to my knowledge engineering skills because we need more now that Asher is gone basically alright well I would say the shopping part of it, it takes <laughs> it takes a while just because there's so much stuff and you probably have to go to multiple destinations through throughout town to unload things and purchase things and stuff. And while this is going on, like the work has commenced on the um, stature to stature statue to Asher that will forever be the tallest in um, Asher's new um, house in um torch and then um like there's also work on sort of reviving the gardens and um a crew was kind of worked there uh, it's over like um digging a grave and also like weeding and curating and cleaning stuff up and it's kind of a community effort like whoever knows how to do these things is is pitching in so it's a hustle and a bustle so what's everybody like, what else are, are you planning to do today? Brixby isn't leaving the house. So Brixby leaves to go out and buy a scroll um, of icy prison and a headband. And then he goes home because it's a fifth level spell. It's going to take him a little while to scrawl into his book. And he does that in Asher's house. Because calling it Garmin's house isn't right anymore. Uh, Dolga gave it to him. Uh, Alwyn is also going to buy some things. He's going to buy some gems and some solder and such. And he is planning on uh, using his crafting to upgrade his existing headband from a headband of alluring charisma to a headband of mental prowess, which will allow him to add another mental skill to it. And you do that by basically taking the difference in price and that's how many days it takes worth of work to do and then half of that is what it costs so that'll cost him about 3,000 gold worth of those materials and then he will head back to the foundry and find a quiet area 
and just kind of sit and start working on that for his uh, first eight hours of work with uh, that. If this is still the first day, um, I don't think Kira does anything. I think Kira's at home, in bed, um, playing, yeah, sad soundtrack movies. Sad <laughs> movie soundtracks. But we'll say toward eventually toward the end of this thing, um, when she's, spoiler alert, decided to go with her friends because I'm not ready to retire the character, um, she'll sneak out, I think, and go to a person who can help enchant the weapon, which is... Probably Dinvaya. Dinvaya. Yeah, I knew that. Um, so Kira would approach Dead of Night on whatever night this is. Um, While they're having like an anniversary dinner. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Oh, God. I hope they're doing something. In fact, she'll wait outside the building until she knows that they're like trying to have private time and then knock on the door. Like, I need help. (laughs) They'll come rushing over. um, (laughs) Open up the door. uh, Dinvaya goes, yes. What is it? Uh, What what do you need, Kira? Hi, it's me, Kira. We've met before. Um. I need this weapon to be better. It, um, normally when someone yells, I need help, it's like a, like a more immediate thing than, um, uh, okay. Uh, no, yeah, immediately is good. <laughs> She'll look it over and, and, um, say, it's, um, going to take me a minute to, um, or, Specifically, it'll, it'll be a couple days to get the magics right to improve the enchantment on it, but... Kira just, like, thrusts it at her. That's okay, I'm... <laughs> Carefully dodges it, because it's, of course, still on. It's still running. <laughs> I'm I'm going to need to, to turn it off. Just just for a little oh, while. yeah, right. You, you can turn it back on later. It does that. It's been ion taped on. Like you just gotta Power's take off it. the tape to be able to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's all sorts of gunky stuff in the switch. It doesn't want to turn Sorry. off. Sorry. This is terrible for the motor. You shouldn't just run it all the time. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Um. I'll let you know when it's ready. Thank you. <laughs> close up the, the door and put away the, the chainsaw to go back to dinner with um, Joram. And I assume Careless Whisper is playing because that's the sexiest song I can think of. I can say that on the podcast, right? <laughs> Are we going to have to bleep that? We're going to have to bleep that. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Tim. Oh yeah, we're hyper-focusing again. <laughs> <laughs> A double hyper-focus. One episode. And it's all, there's only been 30 okay. seconds of usable content, so it's like immediately. It's like, right after, that's the whole app. It's just me saying Corey and Tim. And then it's done. Cut right there. That's true fan service. You're welcome. Um, so I think the first day has, has wound down and Connor did... Uh, invite you to come back to the foundry in the evening to meet up with this uh, person who he'd like to introduce you to. 
I assume you're all blowing off this person since you don't do scheduled meetings. Here it comes directly from Denvias. Brixby picks up some Charlies. He's he's been emotionally eating the past couple days, and that's not stopping anytime soon. Showing up at a restaurant with food from another restaurant. It's a bold move. I mean, like, it's it could be a gift. You don't know. When I say Charlie's, it could be yeah. a live chicken inside of a bucket. That's true. <laughs> Alwyn also shows up with a live chicken inside of a bucket. <laughs> so uh, so two Doing chicken. his eight hours of work that he's, that's the amount he's allowed to do. And then the uh, God of Unions shows up and tells him he can't do any more <laughs> that day. And he then goes to Charlie's and gets himself a chicken. And shows up with that. Yeah. Not for gifting, just because he wants a chicken. <laughs> I think it's pretty quiet in the foundry by now, but, um, what's his name? Connor is there behind the bar, and, um, Jeff, who who else do we see at this bar? I don't know, probably Val. He likes to employ his underage child, uh, for the heavy pours. That's true. <laughs> no, uh, in addition to. Val, uh, there's also a, uh, not behind the bar, but rather sitting at the bar, a rather muscular looking kind of dark green scaled figure, uh, with kind of well-trimmed clawed hands and feet, uh, and, Across his back is a a sword that you might think would take two hands to wield unless you were exotically proficient. Uh, and yeah, if Connor sort of gives him the nod, he would turn to face the uh, party and introduce himself say salutations adventurers it is truly an honor to meet you although my sincere condolences for your loss of the brave gunslinger I am called Terazi and you he looks to Kira must be Kira, she who rages. And you, he looks down to Brixby. Ah, uh, Brixby, yes, the wizard and the thief. Which makes you, looks to Alwyn. Alwyn, the fruit sorcerer. I have heard <laughs> much of your heroic deeds in my time here in Torch. Is like fruit sorcerer the Jamba Juice equivalent of sandwich artist? Because I want to know. <laughs> it will be. Terazi. Tabazi? Terazi. H? 
Terrazzi. Okay. I'm not looking at the correct yes. page. Ter- Terrazzi. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well met, Terrazzi. And thank you to Los for all Numeria. And I don't overstate that. Uh, but again, well met. And uh, any friend of Corner is friends of ours. For the record, Kira does not look like she agrees. Unless they're like as sketchy, you know, technically no. friends, then like we're <laughs> no. really not cool with that. Like, but we're not gonna. Not okay. no, no, he doesn't ever, even like hang you. out with that crowd anymore. Connor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Paul Well, not you, but we're saying, yeah. you know, old Connor. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank you. Wow. Solid call, back. No. Uh, but Tarazi would, uh, when you'd say, like, any friend of Connor is a friend of ours, he would say, yes, I appreciate that. And I would say that any enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I understand you. Also, an enemy of the Technic League. Kind of leans in. Not super subtle, but realizes you should probably keep it down a little bit if he gets the, the stare from Connor. <laughs> I'd like to evoke my plus five sense sure. motive check <laughs> at this level <laughs> and uh, see if you're on the level here. He does look a lot like Sanville Tret now that you get a real close. Solid 15. How many space chemicals is he as Sandville Tret was? <laughs> no, I would, I would say as a not contesting this sense motive check. You, you would get the vibe that uh, he's being sincere. He's, uh, he, he would tell you uh, that uh, <clears throat> I met Connor here in town. I've come across some remains of constructs and robots. It's just the darndest thing. They have a habit of being destroyed when I'm around. And well, I may have unloaded uh, some of those wares here and found a kindred spirit of sorts. What do you mean? Connor, right? You you saw the parts and you're like, this guy likes killing robots. And I know some people who kill robots, especially a real big one who does the good robot killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean. I mean, it's not even specifically like the robots, um, the robot killing, though that is, of course, a perk around here. And one needs to be prepared to defend oneself against robots. But um, I thought specifically the Technic League is bound to be turning their attention to you all more and more. It may be useful to ally yourselves with more of their enemies, as, as it were. Uh, I'm sorry if that is a bit um 
undiplomatic. It's just that they are. They are very dangerous people, and I think it's only a matter of time before they, they come running. Kira listens to all of this and then takes a step toward Tarazi. Yes. Uh, and like almost uncomfortably close and is just looking him up and down. Like, So how many guns do you have? And Tarazi, you would be looking slightly down at because he's only 5'11". Uh, <laughs> Kira is and always will be the tallest. Uh, but uh yeah, he would, would look at you, and, and that kind of cracks him up. And so he lets out this maybe mildly uncomfortable hissing laugh. <laughs> I, have, I have no guns on my person. I have this large sword and uh, a powerful bow, although I prefer to get right up to my enemies when I strike them down. And no guns. Kira says nothing but looks deeply sus. So we trust them, right? Corner. But you know, I wouldn't have rolled a PvP like <laughs> sense motive if I didn't assume obviously you were on your way to the party, but like you know, at the same time, Sam highlighted it like we may or may not have killed someone from Technic League or multiple people may or may not be in their purview at this point. Torch is clearly on their radar. So like the idea of being infiltrated is like a thing. But at the end of the day, all of that is where this question is born out of. I hope I'm not asking too much of you. And he puts his kind of hand on their forearm gently. Why do you want to see the Technic League end as much as we do? That's all. A fair need. question, Brixby. And he'll look at Connor and and say, "Is this a safe place to continue the dialogue?" And Connor nods, um, just quick glance around the room, confirming that there's there's not really anybody else here um, except you know Val. And he'll say, though, we're all friends here. I, as you may have ascertained, am not native to these parts. I came from Tianjia, from Nagajor, here with a friend, a military captain by the name of Mirgesh Kalkan, and he and I were teleported to Absalom much quicker than traveling around the crown of the world, you see. And we made our way to Numeria. It's fascinating place. Captain was always interested in technology, but also respected decorum and being a bit of a visiting dignitary thought to approach the powers that be, the ruling government in Starfall, simply to 
be courteous and say, we are here, lovely place you have. We did not even make it to the city gates before those gearsmen thought we were a threat. They began to fire with those guns, with their weapons. My friend was wounded grievously and he perished. His his fate was perhaps kinder in that he did not suffer long, but I escaped. And here I am, a world away. But I have found some solace in, I guess you could say, revenge. If I happen to be around a item of value, a construct that the Technic League would call their property, I do my best to destroy it, to deprive them of more armaments. And from what I have gathered, they do nothing good for Numeria. I am alone here, but if I have been able to accomplish what I have by myself, and I hear of the things you have accomplished, and your friends, why together we could take them all down. Perhaps if you're willing. I won't presume to speak for my friends, but I'll say that any time you struck a blow against the Technic League, you weren't alone. You may have felt alone here, but you've been in league with us and others. And presuming a conversation we're about to have separate from you two, for this moment. It's a good chance you'll also never be alone in any other aspect of your life again. We got a huddle now in front of you. Of course. Now I can understand. I... So that, you know I should probably I go get another drink or something. <laughs> So he'll move, you know, one stool over. Yes, we'll just have a totally separate conversation that's just loud enough that we can't hear anything that you're saying on the other side of the room. As one does. We need help. For, for what Ashes charged us with. For what we're doing for his memory. We need every set of will and hands that we know is on our side. I'll say I'm not the best judge of character, but between Connor and my read, Tarazi seemed genuine. He's not Asher. And he never will be, big stuff, and no one will. And if we're lucky, one day someone will compare us to him. But until that day, 
We have to find whatever it is that sprouts up out of this cursed soil. Can help us vision a new day. Not one to trust normally, but stay with me. But I think, and he looks up, think there's a plan somewhere out there. There's a plan. If he's coming with us, then I'll go with you. We don't know him yet, but maybe I can. Maybe this time it'll be okay. You'd also be the one to turn him into Tartar if he is, in fact, a Texas League agent, y'all. When I first met all of you, Asher said to trust me and let me join the group. I think we need to do something similar for this gentleman. It's what Asher would have wanted us to do. And while our deeds, which are good and have found their place in history, will be remembered, never forget what brought us our, our group initially together. Adventure, money, the opportunity to go under the torch. Something about as inconsequential as meeting someone at the bar. Again, I think there's something coming, a change that we can make, and, well, damn it, we need everyone that we can get. I imagine it, it's kind of fresh in your mind that, like, I mean, Fergus was a member of the League when he was alive, and he, he basically killed Brixby and Alloin. At different times, through his machinations, and then the last encounter you had with the League, Nick Shariel, she probably could have killed any one of you if she'd wanted to. Asher, if she wanted to, oh yeah, one hundred percent, she could have killed she Asher right in that moment. She could have yeah. killed Asher. She also was standing. He even called her bluff on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she also was standing next yeah. to Kira in the pit while Kira was unconscious. Into bond. <laughs> I can't believe you lived through that episode. Like we can cut that out, but like I still can't believe Kira is alive after falling unconscious in a pit and a grenade going off five feet to her left. Like I pray every day to the Pathfinder gods, all thirty something of them, eighty something. I don't know. It's a funnier joke if I know the number, but I don't. That, no one knows the number. It's infinity. Bring to Alan, it's five. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, come on back over here, Tarazi. Oh, yes. You're familiar, then. You said constructs. You're familiar with the, uh, the ships from the stars that live in our soil. Have you been in one? Yeah, his, uh... His, he gets kind of a gleam in his like, ophidian eyes, and uh, he says, Oh, the reign of stars. Many, many years ago, it was, it was that event that inspired my friend to come here, just knowing from the sky these incredible crafts had fallen. I have been 
in part of one, I believe, near Iden. They, they did not really like anyone there, but it was a strange occurrence. I You go through that one, because there was a lot of dead things, a faint smell of gas, and an invisible person who talked about a rat that he thought he saw, and then really did see at one point. That is usually the wake that our group leaves behind. Impressive. The smell of gas. Invisible people and, and death. Really, it's just a yeah. No, it's a it's a brand at this point. TM, TM. Ah yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna head out of here in a couple days. Going back to one of those ships. <sighs> um, I think you should come with us. We think you should come with us. It's going to be dangerous. I need you to know that, well, um, out of the five of us here, two of us have stood beyond Boneyard or not and come back, myself included. And then we have Asher, who is hopefully right now finishing a round that he can't even remember her. Dropping boxcars. There are trains in Numeria, I'm allowed to say that. Uh, but. I don't know if everyone here is going to be here in months, weeks, days. That includes you, that includes me, that includes everyone here. What we're doing is dangerous, and I know that what you've been doing is dangerous, but what we've been doing has just been a magnet for danger. I just... Then he, like, puts his hand on both the shoulders of Kira and Alan. I need you to know what's at stake. We have all lost a lot. Um, I worry that that's not the end of what this past is going to ask of us. I am not deterred by this danger. We may have just met, but through the stories of this town and friend Connor, it is though I, as though I have listened to over 137 hours of your deeds. <laughs> And I... Yes, but are you a patron? <laughs> this is what I need to know. I prefer coffee, but yes, <laughs> I have spent many a gold. Well worth it, considering the benefits. Uh, <clears throat> but yes, I will go with you to this ship. I will go with you to Silver Mount, if that is where we go. I would be honored to swing my blade by your sides. Not at your sides, but alongside you with, you know, together. 
Ben, my friend, you are truly well met. Because, uh, well, you know what? Said enough. Alwyn, big stuff. I think Taraz is going to be bleeding with us sometime in the next days, weeks, and months. What do you have to say to him? Him is cool, by the way, right? Yes, I appreciate you asking he, him pronouns. And before you say anything, Kira, I wanted to congratulate you. I saw your portrait, Customer of the Year at Joanne's. Where else would I my fine crafts and craft supplies? Kira's extremely caught off guard by this. You, you have, you have some big shoes to fill, buddy, but looks very pleased. Puts a promising snake sticker or like promising lizard sticker on somebody. Uh, my tiny yellow friend. We're like the same height. Brixby's like half an inch taller. He's like the, the two friends where like the one is like. You know, like two of our friends. Anyway. So I think we can kind of take the next couple days at a faster pace of, um, you know, Alowin is working through the day on his crafting. Dinvaya is working on her crafting. And um, work continues apace at Asher's house. Um are there any other highlights we want to hit on the um, two more days that everybody's staying in Torch? I want to roll on what Tarazi is, kindly, in a non-respectful <laughs> way. Sorry, in a, in a non-disrespectful <laughs> no. way. Oh my god! No, that's canon. <laughs> non-respectful yeah, roll. Non -respectful. I want to be as so, rude uh, as possible. What the heck no, are uh, you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he. I mean, he told you what country and everything he came from, but uh, yeah, he'd just be a loke. Rolling that look. I roll a four for an 18. The roll that never succeeded on Asher. Oh, this, uh, I mean, uncommon, but not rare ancestry. And he told you what country he's from. He's a Nagaji or Nagaji. Incredibly cool. I had a suspicion at first. I'm like, first I was like lizard folk. And then you're like Tanshaw and I'm like, God, gee, this is going to be so sick. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, man. How often does he mutter, once a man, once a man, to himself like he did in the G.I. Joe movie? <laughs> I don't know, but he is, a, he is a swole snake boy, so it'll be fun. We got to do lines of diamond dust. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, one of the mornings that Alwyn gets up. And also, I'm assuming Brixby should probably be rolling for three mornings of uh, Goo Cube. Oh, yeah! Brilliant! <laughs> uh, but, I should be Goo Cubing. Yeah, one of the mornings, it definitely wouldn't have been that first day because he had way too much on his mind, but during one of the other two days, it has been long enough now that Alwyn can remove his uh, negative level with a restoration from the diamond dust that uh during their first shopping day he did also stop back and see radley again and get two grand worth of that uh so he is uh finally out of all of his negatives 
Yeah, so I should make those Q-Cube rolls, huh? Um, and it's like one higher each day or something? So it starts as a flat DC 10 on the first day. And then the next day, if I succeed, it's an added two. And that goes all the way from six days from the first day. Yep. So all the way up to a, from a DC 10 to a DC 22. Um, and if you fail at any point, no negative effects. You just have to restart. Yeah, start so I will throw my first of three during that time. That's a 22 for my first one. All right. Day one of delicious goo from the goo cube. That goo be tasty. That's an 18 for day two with the 12 DC. All right. And that is a 19 for a 25. So I'm halfway there. Living on a prayer. Mm-hmm. I tried not to say bon it, Goofy. and it just came out. Like, I made the <laughs> conscious decision not to say it, and I still said it. <laughs> well, it's fine, because Bon Bon Jovi is my favorite chocolate ribbon GooTube flavor. <laughs> It's my life. It's now or never. I ain't gonna live. Oh, slur. I ain't gonna live forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on the end of his uh, third shift of uh, working on his thing, Alwyn makes his roll, which I actually don't have to mechanically make because uh, taking ten on it, which you can do on a craft, you can't take twenty, unfortunately. But you can't take ten, and that gives me an automatic minimum of a thirty, and I only need and I need a twenty-seven to uh, correctly craft this item. So he doesn't actually have to roll on that. Also, in case you wrote this book, created the Goo Cube, and are like Zach, you're an idiot. It's actually DC ten all the way up to DC twenty, because it would be ten the first day, then twelve, then fourteen, then sixteen, then. You can keep rolling at higher count. DCs. Just won't get you anything. Yeah, but it'll be... It's the flavor. That <laughs> DC 24 flavor. I mean, I still... This thing is like that cursed... Uh, what is it? The Heinz, like... Some 55 like sauces the purple, machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, where you can oh, create... Oh, the one that's got like like a soda shoot dream, but it's Heinz, yes. Yeah, so, and you've got like mango and ranch and yeah. spicy, and you can just whack all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is 100% canonically what this thing is shooting out. <laughs> it tastes like torch, remember? It, it's constantly <laughs> sucking in particles and making food out of them. Yeah, so it's like that purple Gatorade flavor, like rain. Was it Rain that was the purple one? What was the purple Gatorade flavor? I, th I think Rain yeah, is right. Tangy, this, this tangerine, song. and tahini torch flavored. Tangerine? Frost. It was Frost. Oh. Frost yeah. Riptide. So yeah, I imagine it's probably tasting a lot like the Frost Gatorade, because that's the same purple as the... But I will also take Jeff's Tangy Tangerine um, and Tahini... Tahine. Either works. Like the Tahine all on top got to get a little of that tahine around the corner and then you can put it in a terrine if you would like to and yeah and if it's from morocco it's a tangine okay, and if it's an energy drink it's got taurine this is awful <laughs> <laughs> and if they make it in star wars it's on tatooine <laughs> 
Six usable minutes of this episode. <laughs> There's the subtitle. Six usable. <laughs> oh my god! I look over at this and it's like, oh yeah, buddy, you've got like an hour and twenty minutes recorded, and I'm just like, no, I don't. Lies. <laughs> all the way, all the way down, lies. Um, um. So I think we hit morning on the thirtieth of Rova when the sort of agreed upon business is, is taken care of. Um, and of course the party has no prearranged place to meet because that's how we do things here. But are you teleporting? Are you um, taking another ride on Long Dreamer? What's the plan? Is it like one day until I can remove mine at this point? Or is it? Yeah, because I think you were four days when I was on my cool, cool. done because you were too. Yeah. Yeah, you're you were yeah. So you have one day left. Yeah, let's roll out. I don't want to wait a day. That's dumb as yeah, heck. And Alwyn is the one that's casting it on you, so he can do it the next morning. Father Radley has the skills to do this. No, I got my personal fruit ninja. That's a game that everyone remembers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I mean, it'd be really awkward if we teleported out of here with Long Dreamer here, right? That's like showing up to a party with your friend and then like leaving on the Shikan Sun. It's like bringing chickens to a restaurant. To them. <laughs> hey, you had no idea what they say. Who, do, who cooks at the foundry if Val works the front and Connor also works the front? They just have um, pre-cooked snacks. That it's all MREs. Millennia ago and stored in tubes. <laughs> I just assumed it was like a Waffle House and they cook like right there at the counter. <laughs> like they just turn around the other direction and cook. I like Sam's assessment because here in Oregon, you need <laughs> to serve like four to five distinct food items on your menu to pass the, our liquor board. So like some of the punk bars here will literally just put five styles of Hungry Man inside of a freezer, <laughs> which no one's going to order because it's like seven mm-hmm. to $10 for a disgusting frozen lump so they get by just selling alcohol (laughs) yeah totally uh the no before it shut down on alberto was famous for that for a long time so that is what is canonically in the foundry too it's um hungry connor's (laughs) his own (laughs) brand of frozen meal hungry banes (laughs) hungry banes (laughs) it's the bane of your hunger but not your wallet. Man, merch. Wow. Legal. <laughs> TM. TM. Get on that before it shows up on another Pathfinder stream. <laughs> I think Kier would like to suspiciously introduce um, Tarazi to Long Dreamer. Just again, the whole time is watching him very carefully. Like, this is our flying moth friend slash deity. What do you think of her? <laughs> He would kind of offer a like a wave with his you know welcome claws. He's got his he's fully decked out now. You know he's got his breastplate on. He's got a a heavy steel shield in his left hand, uh, sword on his back. Like he's just kind of ready to rock. Uh, hello. Uh, he doesn't know that the moth is telepathic only. <laughs> you are very large and cool looking. 
uh, but also I recognize Kira said you are a deity and uh, he'll just kind of try and awkwardly kind of bow a little bit and say hi <laughs> long dream was totally like miming his movements a little bit like she waves with the the one hand and she sort of bobs herself in response to uh, his bow and she'll hold um an oversized hand up in the air like out to like indicate she wants to put the hand on him but it's not necessarily super clear since it's just a giant bug reaching at him he will let the giant bug touch him (laughs) the giant bug puts a, a giant bug hand on his shoulder and then he will hear a, a voice in his head and it says um, hello oh hello I am Terazi I am joining these adventurers for now at least if they are satisfied with my combat capabilities um, I wish you all the best Tarazi these adventurers are dear friends of mine I will watch you in your dreams with your permission I appreciate your disclosing that information it is a request I am not accustomed to but I have nothing to hide in my dreams you may observe them me that's cool it's totally not weird (laughs) I promise I mean the fact that you say it sort of gives the impression that it is a bit weird but well, I I feel like people assume that it's going to be weird, but it's, it's it's chill. It's totally chill. <laughs> okay. Um All right. <laughs> and um <laughs> um Tarazi not Tarazi won't fly you. Um <laughs> Um, Long Dreamer will, um, if they're, if it's the plan, give you all a flight back to the Dusklight. Which, you know, it takes a few hours, but it's not that bad on a, on a flying moth. It's probably absolutely terrifying for Tarazi, of course, who's never ridden a flying moth. Yeah, uh, this, you know, snakeman on the back of a giant space moth is having a hard time playing it cool um um i think she'll she'll drop you off like this time probably just kind of perch on top of the ship since she you actually know where it is now she'll perch on the metal part so you can all climb down and go into the dome um the power's back out now so the it's all at a slant again Unfortunately, the charge didn't last all that long. And I think 
with everybody returning to the scene of their last adventure and um, book three drawing to a close. Seems like a pretty good time to go to bed. Good night, delightful Naga friend. Good night, Sam. Good night, new snake friend. Good night, Sam. Night, new snake friend. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. (laughs) I see what you did there. <laughs> oh God, Jero, uh, the 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 feet smell is extra. It's a, it's a whole other tier. Sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that that has to be cut out. Tim's kid will never listen to this podcast again. Uh, Pottington Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound license. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Unfortunately, that means that he is coming in with no starting wealth because he had to spend all his money to retrain because for some reason he had like two levels. No, nah, this is a completely Shaman original character. <laughs> no retraining necessary for old Jarvis. <laughs> I don't know what shocking about. I like how but, this entire two episode block has just been <laughs> on the screen, Kingsley. <laughs> Where is he? Should I be. Know. I mean, the amount of emotions, I'd like to think the empathetic nature of all cats that underpins the, like, intense and she knows. consistent independence. She yeah. knows. She knows. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's obvious because she sits up there and stares at you, not at the screen. Like, yes. so definitely, yeah. <laughs> and my dogs were freaking out upstairs, but they could hear me, like, giving a crying invective. They're like, something's wrong with dad. We have to go and get dad. Um, Clara texted me and asked if I was all right, which was something. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say this whole thing is just happening at once. Um, she goes to bed sad and angry and wakes up determined not to let any more people die. <sighs> My cat jumped up on the desk. <laughs>